I am speaking to you at a moment of grave crisis. I'm Jeff Turner, and this is Recall. It's a series about history. Not the ancient past, but history that's still hot to the touch. In this first season, I explore a revolutionary political movement that brought a modern democracy to the brink. You can find Recall, How to Start a Revolution, on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. It's time for Ask Me Anything, the BlackBerry edition. For the first time ever, people could connect to data and send important messages wherever they were, whether they were in a meeting or a a lineup at the airport. It's also the start of our addiction, because the idea that you ever needed something, a phone to do more than just call people, is like a crazy thing. There's something almost embarrassing about it, about how they had the world in the palm of their hands, and then they fumbled it and it was gone. For all of their faults and for whatever they got wrong, Mike and Jim were and are both patriots. Well, that's the voice of Canadian actor Jay Baruchel. Just one of the great things about the movie Blackberry, which opened uh, this weekend. I managed to see a preview of it. And as a movie, it's really good. Uh, Blackberry as a piece of technology, when it was in its heyday, was really good. And we're here in the Ask Me Anything uh, to field your questions about both of those things, about both the device uh, and the movie. I understand most of you who are listening haven't had a chance to see it yet, but you may have questions about what's in it. Um, just think about the impact that BlackBerry had, the, the, the incredible rise and the fall. Well, we're joined now by Matt Johnson, the director of BlackBerry the Movie, and Sean Silkoff, who's a technology writer at The Globe and Mail. He co-authored the m- book that the movie is loosely based on. That book is called Losing the Signal, the untold story behind the extraordinary rise and spectacular fall of BlackBerry. They're here to take your questions about, as I say, both the device and the movie. You can call us at one 888 or text us at 226-758-8924. Matt and Sean, thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you. It's an honor. Uh, Sean, let me start with you. Uh, the, what was it about the rise and fall of the BlackBerry that, that made you intrigued in, in, in working on this? Well, this is a totally, <clears throat> a totally unique story for Canada. You know, this is a company that figured out how to marry um, computing and communications, wireless, wireless data and communications, um, get us looking at our palms, changing the way that humans communicate with each other. It happened here, not in Silicon Valley. It happened starting above a, a bagel store in Waterloo, and uh, it was due to uh, a couple of entrepreneurs who couldn't have been more different, but were each brilliant and each brought very complementary skills. They created the wireless data market, the market that now defines us. And they were, they reached the pinnacle of success. And then uh, they lost it all to the extent that there are no more Blackberries uh, made anymore. So that's an incredible narrative story. Who, who wouldn't want to tell that story? And Matt, you wanted to tell that story as a director of the movie. What was it about the story that uh, made you think this this should be a movie? I think you can make the argument that that these engineers might be the most influential Canadians who've ever lived. Um, 
And I, I was always struck. I, I traveled to film festivals often around the world. And it seemed like nobody knew that this was a Canadian product. And nobody outside of our country knew Jim or Mike. They, I mean, nationally they're known, but I just thought, oh, it's just kind of a, I think it speaks to our own self-deprecating nature or the fact that we don't mythologize our own heroes. Um, and uh, I just thought, oh, this is an unbelievable opportunity to do something both patriotic and uh, exciting. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's like, what an innovation. I do think we underappreciate it. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this Ask Me Anything is exactly to point that out. Because frankly, most of the people listening have not yet seen the movie, right? Because it just opened. But I'm hoping that uh, it's a chance to reflect on the device and maybe also uh, go see the movie. But Matt, here's the thing. I interviewed Jim Balsillie uh, just a couple of days ago. You won't be surprised to hear this because it's a point he's made a few times. I I, I know he's comfortable with the way that he and Blackberry are portrayed. But, but, I, but he says that the, the movie is only about 5% accurate. Uh, is that a fair assessment? You know, it's so funny. He, you know, I saw that interview mm-hmm. and I've seen other times when, when Jim's been confronted with, with the narrative that he comes off as a kind of truculent, almost sadist. And I think that there's, <laughs> an, there's almost an element of bullying Jim, when I when I see those questions, because I, I'm not sure what your experience was watching the film. Did you see it in the theater with a big audience? No, no, I, I watched it actually. You know what I did? I watched it on my iPhone. Right. That, the, just just say, pause. Just pause for a moment to reflect on that, because uh, I was a guy no that had, I was a guy that had multiple Blackberries, and I was one of literally one of the last people at CBC with a Blackberry. Finally, at Christmas of I think it was 2018, our IT department said we will not support this anymore. It, yeah, so, and, it's, and a, so, it's a refrain I hear quite often. So uh, I but, I felt a little bad about watching the movie on my iPhone, but I did. But sorry, I interrupted you. Pick, pick up on that. The the point I was going to make is that the experience that I have had screening the film and likewise at the Toronto premiere with Jim present is that this guy is heroic. He's lionized by this film. He may be slightly stentorian. I mean, he's, he's got a loud voice and he comes off as abrasive to the more meek characters in the film, but he got a standing ovation at the screening we did in Toronto. Like I've screened this film now for probably 10,000 people in the United States and they all view him as the hero. They love him. And so to, to be characterized in the film as somewhat, I don't know, judgmental of him or painting him in a bad light is, well, so far from the intention of the movie. I can only say that. Yeah. Now, now you were making, you're making a movie and not a documentary. It's not a news story. And so there's, right. there's dramatic license that you need to have in a movie. I, I, I totally get that. Um, but, but I guess it, it is not an accurate, like it, it it's not a documentary about Blackberry. Fair well, enough? it's not the literal truth. No, yeah. not at all. I mean, yeah. Ver Herzog's got a great line about this where he says that, you know, filmmaking is not interested in an accountant's truth. It's interested in an ecstatic truth. And I think the job of filmmakers and storytellers generally, I use Bjork's line. And she's got this great comment on what it means to be an artist. And my responsibility is to connect the myths of my ancestors with the future. And I can, I, I'm quite sure that William Wallace didn't scream freedom before they chopped his head off. And yet, <laughs> and yet that is metaphorically true. And, and that's really what's important, not the literal facts of the case. Because again, Sean wrote an incredible book that details that. And if you're interested in the in the biography of the company, that's available to you. What I'm trying to access is the mythic truth of these men and how this troika winds up influencing 
our lives today and when will continue to influence our lives for hundreds of years. There's so much that I'm going to love about this Ask Me Anything, including the fact that you quite uh, uh, appropriately quoted Bjork as you uh, talk about your approach <laughs> to this uh, movie. So this is Cross Country Checkup. We are live. It's our Ask Me Anything, and we're talking about BlackBerry the device and BlackBerry the movie. Our number is one 416 And let's go to Karen Watson in Ottawa. Hi, Karen. Hi, Ian. So I see you, you were a BlackBerry user and, and you missed the device dearly. Tell me about that. BlackBerry freak, miss mine every day. Thank you, Matt, for making this film about Canadian patriots and a fabulous device. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and and what's your, what's, yeah, go ahead with your question, Karen. Uh, will the BlackBerry move me, movie give me that fabulous keyboard feeling that I miss? <laughs> That's a there, great question. There's an entire... There's an entire sequence in the movie where you get to see Mike Lazaridis, uh, uh, I won't say yell, but basically chastise the board of Verizon about how the iPhone doesn't have that uh, extremely tactile click. And he goes into detail about why that click is so important to his devices. I'm in. All right, Karen, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much for, for calling. Uh, Sean, for somebody who you know, who must have done a tremendous amount of research on the BlackBerry and, and wrote a, you know, co-authored a book that is so respected in terms of getting the details right. What, what, tell me about your experience watching the movie. How did that feel? The first time I saw it, I think, <clears throat> was, um, you know, I needed to acclimatize to what I was seeing on the screen uh, because, of course, I, I come in knowing the story fairly well, obviously. Um, <laughs> so it took me kind of a, a couple of days to let it process and, and I guess, enjoy it retroactively, which I've, I've now done. Uh, having seen it, uh, I think four times now, three or four times. Wow. And, uh, you know, the thing about, um, and the thing that Matt was saying earlier, I mean, you know, if you want to learn a story, um, get the comprehensive history, take a course, read a book, um, watch A&E biography. Um, this is, this is entertainment. And you can point to a lot of great stories, uh, that have been turned into legendary films, where, you know, what you're seeing is not the literal truth. Um, think about The Sound of Music, Amadeus, which won eight Oscars and, and played fast and loose with the life of Mozart. Anyone who's seen Hamilton uh, will remember the line uh, that about punching the bursar. That's something that Hamilton never did. So, um, you know, I think Matt and, uh, and, and the gang sort of did successfully, very successfully capture the, the, the greater truth about the, the brutish technology race. Um, and, you know, the eccentric inv- innovators who refused to give up, as uh, my co-author Jackie McNish said in a post the other day. Mm-hmm. one 416 Here's your opportunity to ask uh, about the BlackBerry and about the BlackBerry movie to one person who co-authored the seminal book on the BlackBerry and the man who directed the movie that opened in theaters this weekend. Alan Sutherland is calling us from Muscadabit, Nova Scotia. Hey, Alan. Alan, are you still there? Hey. Hello. How are you? Good, good. Tell me what how you feel about the BlackBerry. Well, you know, uh, I'm 63 years old. I got my first BlackBerry in uh, uh, 2000. I've had four BlackBerries mm-hmm. in that time. Two of them still work, but they're outdated. I can put a SIM card in either one of them and make a phone call. They're the toughest device I've ever held in my hands. Mm-hmm. And I look around at people with iPhones, which, you know, 
they go through two or three of these things and they're, you know, in, in, in a couple of year period and their screens are all broken. I mean, I've dropped mine on the floor. I've dropped it on the pavement. I've never had a, a broken Blackberry ever. They are the most incredibly tough device. I bought the last one in 2017 and mm-hmm. the last one I've made. It's actually an Android, but I'm still holding it in my hand today talking to you. And to me, the legacy of the Blackberries, I compare this story to the Avro Arrow. Mm-hmm. The ingenious invention. How did they decide to make this thing so tough? Yeah, I guess the difference between this and the Avro Arrow is that the BlackBerry actually did soar, right? It got in the, you know, it launched and it did really, really well for a period of time. Uh, but Alan, thank you for that question, and I'm not well, sure. Wait, if- well, I'll, I'll, I'll come back with that. Then, then, then all the engineers that worked on the Arrow actually put the man on the moon. Yeah. So they did soar. Hey, Alan, just before I put your question to, to Matt and Sean, um, let me ask you this. Your devotion to the BlackBerry, how much of it, if anything, had to do with it being Canadian? Like you said, you loved the keyboard, you loved how tough it was, you had four of them. Uh, would you have felt as devoted to the BlackBerry if it wasn't Canadian? Mm. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But, you know, here's a hilarious Canadian story. I went across the border to Boston here uh, a couple months ago, and uh, I'm with TELUS. I could, it wouldn't work. And uh, so when I logged on, the TELUS guy said, well, that's because the American networks don't like your, uh, your BlackBerry because it's, it's too secure. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've driven across the border a hundred times. No, 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 they're starting to track down on that. I was like, oh, why? Well, right. I guess, you know, they've got a Canadian product, and uh, it gets rejected across the border. Okay, Alan, thank you very much for calling. Okay. Uh, Matt and Sean, let me just kind of offer this up to uh, either one of you. You can decide who wants to jump in. Alan's specific question is, how did BlackBerry uh, make their device so physically tough? But you can take that in any direction you want. Uh, Maybe I'll throw this first to to Matt. Well, uh, what I was going to say is that uh, Sean and Jackie's book actually has a huge amount of ink spilled on, on something that we couldn't include in the film, which was this incredible worksmanship, mostly because the device mostly due to Mike's, uh, uh, Mike Lazaridis' uh, want for it, was built right in Waterloo. And salesmen used to throw these things at the wall in <laughs> demonstrations to show how indestructible they were. And this was a common sales technique that these guys would use in trying to demonstrate the sheer indestructibility of uh, early Blackberries. But you know what, Sean, you, you know way more about this than I do. Yeah, um, one of the salesmen, uh, uh, that was his trademark thing. He actually took out a piece of a uh, boardroom wall once, <laughs> throwing it. He, he had to pick up a couple of uh, batteries. But, you know, the original BlackBerry was, um, uh, it, it was meant to sort of compete with pagers. And so it was built to be sturdy and tough and, um, and durable. And, and, you know, don't forget, the original BlackBerry operated on a single AA battery for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how, that's how sturdy these were. I mean, this is... This is what made BlackBerry so successful. It was uh, very, uh, very efficient with uh, battery power, with computing power, and with uh, the amount of space it took up on the network. And so it uh, it didn't require a lot of um, battery use to, to to make this thing run. And that was part of what made it successful because it was built around communicating, uh, first on email and then on BBM. It wasn't built to host a whole computer or even a full internet. And so, of course, that's why when Jim and Mike, uh, particularly Mike, saw the first uh, iPhone, 
he he just didn't get it. For, for one thing, you know, Silicon Valley's um, best and brightest innovators had tried to um, put a full computer on a handheld device in the late 90s and early 2000s. BlackBerry beat all those devices. And so I think there was a little bit of, oh, okay, we've seen this movie before when the iPhone came came about. They put a whole Macintosh computer in a handheld device. It sucked batteries. It blew up the network because it took up a lot of, uh, you know, it t- took up a lot of bandwidth. It was terrible experience typing on glass. And that's why I think you're seeing a lot of people in the last few weeks reminiscing. Those little keyboards uh, didn't produce all the autocorrects that everyone uh, everyone gets now. And they just weren't as secure as the BlackBerry. Hey, my name is Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of FrontBurner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world. Politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear Frontburner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this is our Ask Me Anything on CBC Radio, and you can call right now 1-888-416-8333 with questions about the BlackBerry movie and the BlackBerry device or just reminisces about uh, this incredible piece of Canadian technology. Uh, Nikita Helawa is calling from Oakville. Hi, Nikita. Hi, good afternoon. I understand you have a message here for Matt. Indeed, I do. Uh, Matt, congratulations on the launch of your amazing film. I'm I'm so happy for you. And we had actually met several years ago, and I had the privilege of working on one of your film sets there. And it was such a wonderful experience when we were both uh, in film school back at York U. So congratulations. I'm very, very proud of you. <laughs> yeah, what? That's a, a, it's so gratifying. Thank you so much, Nikita. Do, do you remember oh, what gosh. film set this was that, that we that we knew each other on? Uh, can I can I say? <laughs> Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Uh, Nirvana, the band, the show. And I put together a little press release package for you at that time. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, hey, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And Nikita, you have a question for Matt. Absolutely. Uh, well, as a filmmaker, Matt, as you mentioned earlier, you're not making a documentary per se, and you had quite a bit of artistic license to tell your story. But with that artistic license, I'm just curious, what kind of red tape, um, what kind of bureaucratic bureaucratic challenges uh, did you face as you were making this film? You know, it's a really interesting question because I think the public at large doesn't quite realize just how within the lines filmmakers need to color when they're dealing with still living figures. And that's because if we were to say step way outside of reality, in portraying Research in Motion, Mike, Jim, Doug, then they would very easily be able to shut the film down um, through a process called injunction. And we work with lawyers who are extremely rigorous about what we put in a script, what we film, how we characterize people, how we um, change timelines that makes it so that we actually can't get too far away from reality. Um, because of course people still do have their personal rights. Um, and so you can't uh, totally mischaracterize them. And so, I mean, I, I, I took that as a, I mean, I like boundaries like that. So it actually made writing the film more interesting, but mm-hmm. it's certainly, as you say, a bureaucratic process that you need to, uh, that you need to work within. 
Um, and every film that you've ever seen about a real person, especially if they're alive, has played by these same rules. Because otherwise, the work is just unreleasable. You can't get uh, you can't get insurance. Although I should point out that Jim Balsilli did say gave sort of 5% as the figure of accuracy on the part. Of, he wasn't complaining, by the way, as you probably saw. He seemed to be pretty right. happy with this, but he, he did feel like there was pretty wide uh, artistic license uh, employed by you. So, you know. I guess people can take that. So maybe the lawsuit is is incoming is what you're saying. Ian. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> he he seems pretty happy and he seems to have really embraced his role as, uh, I mean, I would say the villain in some scenes. You would suggest that that's probably an overstatement. But in any event, uh, yeah, it's an interesting um, part of that. And uh, and of course, Sean, as, as the writer of the book, you had, I mean, you could be journalistic as you were in the book. And I guess you didn't feel, I mean, you want to be accurate but you, you didn't feel constrained at all in terms of telling the true story of BlackBerry. No, and, and that was the, you know, the joy and uh, and also the challenge of, of telling a story over 250 pages. I mean, you have to explain how this little company became uh, this giant, um, how things sort of went off the rails, and also what happened to the relationship between these two people. And so, um, you know, peeling back the layers on 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 each of Jim and Mike and, and some of the other characters is um, it's a great challenge. Uh, you know, when you're writing a nonfiction book and uh, and you know, we interviewed 120 people and we really tried to uh, cross reference a lot of things to to really try to get the story right. And I, I think people appreciated that. One of the most satisfying things was hearing from people uh, afterward who felt that we. We really had done that. And, you know, when you're writing a nonfiction business book, that's that's really what you're aiming for. And, and, and you know, I think we were able to accomplish that. All right. Let me try to squeeze in one or two more calls on this Ask Me Anything. Uh, David Girolomi is uh, in Toronto. Hi, David. Hey, how are you? Good. What's your question? Yeah, I have a really simple one, quick one. I mean, you know, things, it's funny when things are, uh, are obvious when they're in front of you, but I'm just like this, making this movie seemed so obvious. So I'm curious why it took so long. Yeah, I'm really that, happy and excited to go see it. Yeah, that, that, that is a, a great question. I think you'll enjoy the movie when you do go see it. But uh, Matt, why did this take so long? Well, you know, believe it or not, uh, Sean, when did you and uh, Jackie publish the book? Was that 2015? 2015. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 2015. So really, I mean, it takes years to make a movie. We got the option on 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 the book in maybe 2018 or something like that. It, it, the question, though, I'll, I'll answer it in a deeper way, which is like, why not tell this story even before the book was published? And again, I can't help but go back to this. You know, my dad said something when I was a kid about uh, about Canada. And that said, he said, Matt, you know, we live in the best country in the world. We just have a marketing problem. And I feel as though we generally almost shy away from, from our big wins. And I don't think we like to brag. And BlackBerry, in many ways, is the story of the most successful Canadian company possibly ever in terms of how they influence the world. And maybe there was just an apprehension in telling it because we didn't think that we should brag about yeah. it. Um, or it could be that we didn't want to admit that this company had had floundered the way that it did, but it's some mix of those two. Yeah. That, that's we, kind of where I was going with it. It, was, it just seems like um, I was surprised that nobody had picked up on making this much earlier or whatnot. And then that's, uh, I working in marketing myself, 
<laughs> I think I agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you very much for the call. We've got uh, two minutes left, so uh, maybe a question for uh, each of you, and I'll start, uh, Matt, with you. Um, so given this this kind of sense that uh, I think you're right about, uh, you know, this is a Canadian story, maybe we don't like to brag, but maybe the timing is right here, so it'll be received well in Canada. Uh, how do you think this movie is going to be received in the States? Do you, th- do you think they're going to care about the Blackberry? Well, I mean, I'm armed with, with privileged information that I've been touring the United States, every major city screening the movie to sold out crowds. And they're all just in disbelief that a group of Canadians did this. Mm-hmm. So my, my limited experience is that it's been very well received. And just as of today, my producer just told me that we're in the top 10 in the American box office wow. this weekend, which yeah. is like an insane feat for a very small Canadian film. I mean, I don't even know the last time that happened. Yeah, and and an, an absolutely fantastic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I had a dozen people forward that to me. Uh, you know, they're very proud as as Canadians to see how well that did. So that is interesting. And uh, let's see, maybe with the remaining minute, one last question to you, Sean. And uh, well, just a last word on on Blackberry the movie. However, you want to take that in our last minute. Well, you know, it's amazing, I think, in 2023 that we're talking about BlackBerry again and caring about it. And and I think th- that's one thing that the movies do is they, they, they you know, they, they hit people, uh, people's emotions and they tell the movies tell great stories. And I mean, even interest in our book is is high. We're we're back in the top 300 uh, Amazon.ca. I just checked today. And that's I mean, that's great for an eight year old book. So it just makes me happy that people are reflecting on this this. Canadian company that, you know, ultimately didn't make it, but I think um, did achieve something spectacular uh, along the way and showed Canadian innovators that they could build a company from Canada. And I think left in its wake uh, a lot of great lessons. And I think, you know, both with what Matt has tried to do and what Jackie and I tried to do, I think we've left people you know, a lot, uh, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of content to, to watch and read and, and mm-hmm. consider. Well, I enjoyed the movie. I haven't read the book, but I will. I'm actually very eager to read the, the book as well. And thanks to both of you for playing ball with our, uh, ask me anything. Happy Mother's Day, My mom. There you Happy go. Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Good way to end it. Matt Johnson, director of Blackberry the Movie, and Sean Silkoff writes about technology and innovation for the Globe and Mail, and author or co-author of Losing the Signal, the untold story behind the extraordinary rise and spectacular fall of Blackberry. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.